you for listening to this message from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship. We hope you'll be inspired to honor God and make disciples. In, the, in my past, when I was a young child, I was a curious little boy. And my dad was cooking on the stove. I saw the stove, you know, red hot. It's like, ooh, I want to touch that. So, I don't know, I went up to the stove. I was about to reach in, touch that stove. The burner was bright red. Then my dad caught me. Hey, Loy! My, my nickname at the house was Loy. So it's Loy, don't you touch that. You're going to get hurt. That's hot. It's dangerous. Don't touch it. Okay. Then my dad goes to the refrigerator. I remember this because I got burned. <laughs> so my dad went to the refrigerator to, to get some stuff. Then in my mind, I quickly thought, I'll just touch it real quick. I'll just go, just, 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 you know, to fulfill my curiosity. So without my dad looking, I touched the burner. Bam! Ah! I was crying. My dad turned around. What happened? Ah, you know, my finger's red. Uh, you know, the burn blister. Then my dad picked me up, brought me to the, to the sink, washed my finger, cooled it down. Then, uh, then moments later, my dad you know, went to the back of the house, sliced up a uh, aloe vera, put it in my finger. He said, son, told you. <laughs> told you not to touch that. It's dangerous. Now, because of my disobedience to my dad, I suffered the consequences of getting hurt. All right? Now, someone in the past who disobeyed the father, and now we all suffer the consequences of sin, uh, death, and pain because of Adam when he disobeyed the father. And that's what I'm going to be talking to you about, what, uh, uh, what Adam did and what Jesus did. What, G- what Adam did, he disobeyed the father, then when he disobeyed the Father, he allowed sin. And because of sin, there's death. And I'm going to be talking about what Jesus has done. Because of his obedience, there's righteousness. And because of his righteousness, he gives us life. So those are the points I'm going to be talking about uh, with, uh, with, with you today. And let's go to our first scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45. Okay, it's up there. Cool. Again, okay, it says, The first man, Adam... Okay, became a living being. Then the last Adam, Jesus Christ, a living spirit. Don't underline, uh, just copy the paste that way. Oh, that's not the scripture. (laughs) Let me read it to you. Okay, it says this right here. All right. Okay, the first Adam became a living being. Hallelujah. (laughs) Then the last Adam... That's Jesus Christ. He became a life-giving spirit. Everyone say life-giving spirit. All right. Thank you. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Okay. Let's look at Adam. When God formed Adam, he was just a living being. Then when Jesus Christ came, he came for a purpose. And the purpose that he came, to give us back life. All right. That's uh, the points I want to talk talk to you about. Now, think about it. Uh, When I was studying this, this cool revelation came. And when God formed man... He formed them out of the dirt, and it wasn't living yet. And before he, uh, before he made man alive, what he did was he breathed into man or into Adam, right? Then, and I was studying this in uh, the book of John, in chapter 20, uh, verse 21 and 22. When Jesus rose from the dead, he went out to, get, uh, to, this, to visit his disciples. Then he said to them, peace be with you. Then right after that, he, uh, after he said, peace be with you, he breathed into them. And after he breathed into them, 
they receive life and they receive the Holy Spirit. Is that, that kind of cool? Like, because what happened when, when, uh, when God gave life to Adam, Adam disobeyed God, he ate from the tree, sin came, death, right? Now, because of that sinful, uh, uh, because of sin that Adam did, we became, uh, uh, death came to the world. Now, the purpose for Jesus Christ to come is to get rid of that, so to restore us back. And when Jesus came, he breathed back into the disciples and said, peace be with you. And the Holy Spirit came into them. And when he came to them, their sins were forgiven. Life is uh, restored back to them. And, 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 and that was, I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, wow. All right. So there's a connection there. And uh, let's look at Romans 5, chapter 5, verse 12. Okay. It's up there. Yes. I'm going to read from my paper. Okay. Okay. Romans. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, Adam, right? And death through sin. And in this way, death came to all men because all have sinned. Because of disobedience from Adam, all that, that, the nature that God created Adam to be was put to death. Okay. And why did God create Adam? Or why did God create man or all of us? We were not created for us. We were created for him. Okay. Amen. And what happened was Adam disobeyed and well, we were no longer looking to please God. We were looking to please ourselves. Everything about self, selfishness, well, everything about ourselves that that became the image of God that He put into Adam was this, was put to death. And in Scripture, in Genesis, right, it says, "Let's make man in uh, in our image." And He told uh, Adam, "Don't eat from this tree. If you eat from this tree, you will surely die." And when God, uh, I mean, when Adam. Uh, disobeyed God, the image of God you know, was, was uh, you know, it was, was, was died right there. He didn't, Adam didn't die just instantly. The image, what God put into Adam, died. Okay. Now in uh, Romans 5.12, all have sinned, and what, what God came is to restore us back to that. Now, uh, it, when we look back in Genesis uh, chapter three, verse seven, it says, "When Adam and uh, Adam and Eve sinned there, they knew that they were naked." And I want to show you this when I was uh, studying this. They knew mentally that they 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 were uh, that they were naked, but they knew they knew it now by experience. They lost God's consciousness and gained self consciousness. They lost the power to do good. And gain the power to do evil because they allowed sin to come in. And so, because of this, they, they, uh, they, instead of being like God, the image of God, they became unlike Him. And God has the power to do only good, right? And God's, it's impossible for God to sin. It is, immoral, it is morally impossible for Him to sin. So, what happened? Adam lost that sinless and innocent looking countenance. That God has given to him. God wanted us to be like him. And the image of God that, that, that he put into Adam was lost when he disobeyed him. And that's why sin came and death. Now when, when, when Adam fell, he allowed the devil or sin became the master of our life. And he gave that authority to the devil. And that's why sin came. 
Now, I could uh, think of it like this. Uh, someone gave me a mansion, a luxurious house, and said, okay, and it's all furnished, everything's all expensive. And he said, this house is yours. Pool, everything, lush gardens. Just maintain it, keep it nice, keep it neat. Okay, cool. Then moments later, uh, the doorbell rings. The big, strong man comes into the house, says, yeah, okay, I'm going to take over. Okay. And then I recognize the man, say, ooh, that guy is that serial killer. And I, I know that he's a notorious liar. He's taking my stuff, taking my big screen TV, taking everything, he's trashing the place. What I need to do to get that man out is to call the authorities, right? Now, that's like us allowing sin to come into to our life. We need a stronger man to get that. What Scripture says, to get the strong man out, we, get the, we need a stronger man. And who the stronger man is? It's Jesus. Amen. All right? Now, what also, what Adam did, and what God told Adam, he said, you have the authority to, uh, to take over, you know, to, to tend the garden. That was his role. God made us to be a leader. He, God made us to, be, uh, to have authority and to, to take care of the garden. But, but he, didn't, he didn't do that. He disobeyed God. And that's why all those things were distorted and it left. Now, uh, there's a big price that needs to be paid because of sin. Now, this, uh, I just learned this from my brother-in-law, John, what happens in the Philippines when someone comes into your property. And they, ha- they don't live there. They just come to your party- property, and they could build their own little house connected to yours, and it's called squatters. And squatters can stay there until you have to pay them to get out. And I, I thought that was crazy. Like, what? You have to pay them to leave your property even though that's your property? Like, yeah, there's a, like, there's, a, there's a law in there in the Philippines, and there's a big price that needs to be paid in order for them to be kicked out. And uh, if you look at Romans 6, 12, uh, 6, uh, 16, please. Okay, it says there. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or slaves to obedience, right? which leads to righteousness. So who are you going to be the slave to? Slave to sin, which leads to death, or slave to, to, to God? And that will lead to righteousness. And in Romans 6.23, let's read that, please. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So that's why Christ came, so that we can be delivered, and that's what we want to do. Uh, and let me uh, illustrate this to you, too. When, there's a, when, when, when someone wants to buy a, a slave, this is when I was uh, studying this, they you know, to check him out, and they want to pay a price for that slave. And when the auctioner wants to, knows that you want to purchase that, the auctioner w- w- wants to increase the price. Even that happens here too. Like if there's a, you know, the, supply, the supply of demand, if, everyone, if the, the store owner knows that you really want that, pr- that, that product, they're not going to sell it cheap. They want to sell it high. Now, Christ, he loves us so much. He wants to redeem us back to, to the original uh, design, what he wants us to be. And, of course, he wants to buy us back. And there's a great price that he wants to pay us back for. And I want to uh, show you this. In Titus 2.14, it says there, Who gave us himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people 
that are, ve- that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Okay. The word that I want to uh, talk about uh, to show you is the word redeem. And I looked, at us, looked this up in the, in the Greek, and it, it read, uh, the, the Greek word says lutro. And that means, this is a picture I want you to see, is that a person who paid a very high price to obtain the slave of his choice. So God wants to, to obtain us back. So he, Jesus Christ wants to pay a very high price. So we can read it like this. So uh, the, the uh, other translation, you know, when I, yeah, there we go. Thank you. Okay, it says like, who gave himself for us that he might purchase us out of the slave market to become his own personal property. Yes, he was willing to pay the very high price or very high ransom price to see us liberated and to set free. That's what God wants us, and that's what he did. And Jesus came into the world because he wanted us back. Jesus knew he wanted us and he wouldn't be satisfied until the purchase was complete. And Jesus was willing to pay any high price that demanded to purchase us from the slave market, from the devil. Right? And Jesus purchased us with his blood, purchased us for himself, and gave us a liberating freedom that can only be known because of his work upon that cross. Okay. And our freedom from Satan was extremely, uh, uh, was extremely expensive. How expensive? The pr- how, how, how big the price was? The price of Jesus Christ's blood. And that was the highest price. And, and God was willing to do that because he loved us so much. And that was the ransom price, his own blood, to redeem us back to the image that what Adam lost upon, uh, in the garden. Because God wanted us to be like him. This just, uh, just, just a thought just came to my mind. Ever th- wonder why Jesus Christ had to be so beaten up upon that cross? Because, l- 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 let me explain it like this. When God created Adam, he wanted him to be in his image. That's what it said. Perfect. Right? Now, when Jesus came, uh, and Adam, he fell into sin. And that image, what, what God has put to him, was no longer what God wanted him to be because of sin. Sin, death, ugliness, and everything. No longer like God. Now, when Jesus Christ came, he was a perfect lamb. No sin. He was a perfect sacrifice. And this is why Christ had to, to be beaten up so bad because the image that God created Adam to be was no longer like him. And Jesus Christ had to be sin for us so that we can be restored back to him. And that's why Jesus Christ was beaten up so bad, whipped. Like, like what Scripture said, you were no longer... He was no longer able to be recognized as human. Like, oh, that's so bad. And we all, a lot of us probably watched the, the, the Passion of Christ. And that was like horrific. He was so beaten up. But look, imagine that you couldn't even recognize him. And that's why Christ has come. To change, to redeem, to, to become that sin image. Because Christ came, he was the perfect image of God. And, and Christ said, if you have seen him, Jesus Christ, you have seen the Father. Because he was perfect. No sin. Now, when, when he had, that's why he had to be so, so that's why we have to suffer so badly for our sins to be forgiven, to be that image of sin, to die upon that cross. And, that's, uh, and praise the Lord. Thank you, God, for that. <laughs> okay. Now, our freedom. Our freedom from Satan's power was extremely... Oh, yeah, I said that already. <laughs> it was the shedding of Jesus' blood that guaranteed our deliverance and lasting freedom from the demonic powers. Okay. That was previously held by... Being, when we were captive. The, the word lutro 
Okay? It says there, what I said earlier, Jesus paid the ransom to set you and me free. Okay? He brought us with his blood. In Hebrews 9, uh, 9 verse 12, what uh, Brother Armin was saying, Neither by the blood of goats and ca- calves, but by his blood, he entered, in, into the, uh, he entered in once into the high holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Oh, thank you, Father. And Jesus gave himself uh, as a ransom to set us free from sin. Praise the Lord. And someone had to enter to that slave market to redeem us, to buy us back. And, and someone chose to go, and that was Jesus. Je- Jesus chose to go. Someone had to suffer a price, so Jesus offered to pay that high price for our freedom. Praise the Lord. By his own blood. Someone had to finalize the deal. So Jesus was willing to pay that big price with his life upon the cross. And thank you, God, for that. And, and that's why he came. And in uh, 1 Corinthians 4.17, uh, it's not on the point up there. It, I want to read that. Okay. Therefore, Christ, when we're in Christ, we are become a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. And that is what God want, wants us to be, become. When you accept Christ as your Savior, the old is gone. You become restored. You become new. That, that image that, 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 that sin caused us to be is no longer. When you accept Christ, Christ forgave you for all your sins, and it's done. And you become that new, crea- new creation, fully restored, back to the image of God. And that's what God wants us to be. And that's why he came to die upon the cross for that, that redemption, for, for us to be saved. And for us to look more like him, to act like him, and to be like him. That's what scripture says. To be like Christ. Be holy for I am holy. Okay, wouldn't you want to live in a life where you no longer have to be triggered by people? Or because God created us for him, right? Not for us. And we, be set free from yourself so that you can be free from others too. Okay? Be, be that. Do that. Live that. Know it. Be renewed by the renewing of the word. Be, uh, have the word in you. When Christ is in you, the hope of glory, the manifestation of Christ will be coming out of you automatically because he, he lives in you. And, and, and it's possible because he did it. All things are possible through God. And scripture says when, when, in Luke, to be saved through, God, through man, it is impossible. But through Christ, all things are possible. And that talks about us being saved only through him. All things are possible through Christ. Okay. And how much time? Oh, we still have a lot of time. All right. It's a good thing I had this back up too. I want to show you another thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Those of you who are going through tough times, and this is why Jesus Christ came, so that we don't have to be going through tough times through his redemptive blood. And if we can go, uh, if you could put up uh, Ryan, uh, Romans 5.20, so we could see that, if we can. I know I didn't give it to you, but if you can do it. But if not, it's okay. I could just read it. It's about grace and sin. Okay, it says, but where sin increased, grace increased all the more. Now, I, I, when I was studying this, I was studying this in the Greek, and it's pretty cool when you read into uh, know the Greek meaning. The word increase or in abound, it means like this. It means more, abundance. Okay, and the first word says, where sin increased, it means like this. Increase is growing and growing and growing more and more. It expands all the time. It's expanding. Sin is never stagnant, but constantly grows and it increases and expands. Okay? But where sin increases, where sin is always expanding and growing. All right? 
but grace increased all the more. Now let's look at the word grace increased all the more. In the Greek, I'm, I don't, I'm kind of scared to read, say the Greek word. Okay? It says hyperperizo, right? That's for the grace increase. And the grace abound, okay? it means palinazo. Well, anyway, it means like this. Something that is growing out of measure, beyond proportion, and out of its banks to a far-stretched extreme. So, but where sin increased, something that's always growing, grace increased all the more. All right, so uh, think of it like this. Okay. Uh, where is that? Translation. Where I can put it. Yeah, think of it like this. With the grace growing all the more, like a, uh, like a river. Think of it like a river. River with, with the grace. Uh, I'm talking about the grace increase. Think of a river flowing. Now, the, the water that's overflowing out of the river, it's now no longer in its banks. It's overflowing out. And the water's increasing, increasing. Think of it like being a super high tide in a river. And it's flooding everything. All of the, the waters in the river, it's flooding everything. And it's immeasurable. Okay. Now, think of that. that. That's what the picture of grace increase all the more means. And it's awesome. And we, uh, we can see it like this. For wherever, for wherever sin exists in increase, and it is multiplying and constantly expanding, that is precisely the time and place where grace is poured out in a far great surpassing quantity. And that, that's, that's awesome. And those of us who's always going through tough times, like what... Uh, uh, James was talking about when he came up here. Okay, we, we look to God's grace. Amen. And God's grace is not there to, to it's there to, for transformation. God's grace is not there for us to, uh, uh, let me just say this, God's grace, we need grace for transformation. And that's it. Okay. Now, uh, regardless of how bad our circumstances are, it looks like how our natural eyes, but the grace of God, it's always flowing. It's flowing downstream. And it's there to pour upon it. All we need to do is just look at the God and pour into Him, like what, uh, what James said. Just pour into Him. Say Scripture. Read it. Pray it. Know it. Claim it. Believe it. The important thing is we have to believe it. When, when we believe it in our heart, not just in our mind, we've got to believe in our heart. And when we believe in our heart, then, then, then it will happen. And that's why we need to be, when we, when we pray the sinner's prayer to receive Christ as our Savior, we're not just praying through a mental intellect but through our hearts so that we know that we're going to be saved so that our sins will be delivered. I mean, so our sins can be forgiven and so that we can be delivered. And it's through, uh, through Him and only through Him. And uh, let me say, uh, say this. Okay. Uh, so Satan will try to uh, trap us by doing, uh, trap us from doing other things by, uh, with the will of God and he will distract us and but never forget about this. The enemy cannot prevail against you if you're, if you're willing to yield to the Lord. So when you yield to the Lord, be, be humble to him and he will bless you. You will find that God is supplying more than enough grace to match whatever the enemy is trying to do to us. If you're willing to surrender to, to the divine grace that will rise higher and higher, until eventually it floods everything in our life, okay? then God will do that. Instead of seeing the destruction, what the enemy is doing, look at God, and, and he will, and he will uh, take care of you and his outpouring. God's grace is, supersedes the darkness all the time of the world. And wherever sin and darkness uh, is there or abounds, 
God's grace is there always to, to, uh, uh, to, out, uh, to outdo it, to suppress it, to, uh, to, pa- uh, to pour over it. And that's His grace. And that's God. Okay. God is so good. And He's there. And he wants, us to, he wants to redeem us. And He loves us so much. James said early, uh, what he said earlier, and it was in my notes, and it's awesome. God is there. He says in, in Revelation uh, 3.20, he says, Here I am, knocking at the door. And when you hear me and invite me in, I will come and dine with you, and you dine with me. For God so loved the world, he loves us so much, that whoever believes in him shall not perish. Right? And if God is the perfect lamb, and he's the lamb that takes away the, uh, the sin of the world, and there's no other name under heaven that will uh, give us salvation. God is the, 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 the light. He's the lamb. And, uh, and it says here uh, in John 10, 9, I believe, that he's the gate. Jesus said, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. God, God wants us to be saved. God wants to save Guam. God wants to save Micronesia, Saipan, and the whole Asian area. And if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that, that, he, that he, God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord and you'll be saved. It's there. Christ, Christ in us, the hope of glory. He wants to manifest to you so that you can be a blessing to all the other people. And that's why Jesus is a perfect man so that he can remove that, uh, pull us away from that sin. We're no longer going to be the slave to sin. We want to be the slave to God, to obedience, to righteousness, to live. Don't you want to live the life where abundance and, and grace and, and that uh, uh, no, no condemnation and sin that's, that, that overcomes us? We want to live the life of being free and being more like him. And that's what God wants. He wants us to be more like him. Yes.